So as we follow the Lord, sometimes our steps, we, we take those steps and we, we step out and we see God do some things in our lives. If you've ever made a, a misstep in life, like we talked about earlier, we understand that as those things happen, some interesting things can take place in our lives. We're going to learn today a picture of a man who had all the opportunity in the world. The title of my message today is The Backstabber. Uh-oh. How many of you have ever felt stabbed in the back? You've had that moment where, man, somebody betrayed you. You, you, you had no idea. You didn't even see it coming. And it came out of nowhere. Jesus called 12 disciples, and the 12 were chosen, and they, were, they came alongside of him, and in that moment, there were 12, there was one among them who, as we know, betrayed Jesus. I would love for you to take your Bibles if you have them, or if you don't have them with you, just listen. I'm going to read a few passages of Scripture as we get introduced a little bit to, to Judas and what his story is all about. I'm going to start in John chapter 12, and I'm going to begin reading just a few verses. Uh, we see a picture here uh, in, in John chapter 12, verse 3 through 6. Also, uh, the story continues uh, in Matthew's account from 26, 14. We'll look also into John and just kind of get a picture of, of Judas and who he was. Here's, let's begin in verse 3 of John uh, chapter 12. Here it is. We're going to walk through John a little bit here today. John chapter 12, verse 3. It says this. Mary, therefore, took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples... He who was about to betray him said, in verse 5, Why was this ointment not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, listen to this, but because he was a thief. And having charge of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put in it. The story continues uh, over uh, in Matthew chapter 26, beginning in verse 14. And uh, I just want to read three verses here, verse 14 through 16. It tells us this, Then one of the twelve, whose name was Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What will you give me if I deliver him over to you? And they paid him thirty pieces of silver. And from that moment, he sought an opportunity to betray him. Would you just bow your heads with me this morning? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity that we have to learn and to grow from your word. Father, in this story that we uh, are going to just dive into this morning, God, as we unpack this story, I, I pray that you will 
pack our hearts full, Lord, of great things that we can guard our hearts with, that we would be better followers of Jesus. Lord, we want to follow you with all of our hearts and all of our lives. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. 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 Here we see that uh, uh, this story of Judas, and he's the betrayer. Uh, we understand that in that moment, uh, we look at Judas and understand that he walked with Christ. He had a, a role in, in, in being a disciple and, and had so many opportunities to serve. And, and you'll see, even though Judas walked with Christ for years, he eventually betrayed Jesus because of bitterness and greed. Bitterness and greed. These are two key words that I think we need to hone in on when it comes to Judas and his life and what took place in his life that would cause a man to walk with Jesus, see everything that he saw, everything that he was a part of, and, and down the road as he allowed bitterness and greed to enter into his heart and into his life, it caused him to betray the Son of God. We know that he's one of the most vilified people. He's the betrayer. Uh, he is known as the betrayer, a, a pseudo-disciple, as some have called him, that somehow there, there was not this true root in his heart. Somehow there was something inside of him that, that caused him through those years, even though what he saw and, and experienced with Christ caused him to betray him, to sell him out. Villains can be uh, difficult people. We, we've seen movies. We, we know many good plots in a movie have a villain. Uh, they have a bad guy, and we see that take place, and, and we watch the bad guy go through and create all the havoc and hardship for someone, and then at the end, boy, it's awesome when he gets what he deserves, right? A, a good story uh, ends where, you know, tr you know goodness triumphs and, and victory happens, Villains, many times in real life, in our own personal lives, can many times be those who are closest to us. Maybe you felt that heart-wrenching pain of someone who was close to you, who betrayed you, who, who said something or did something that hurt you. We first meet Judas in Mark's account in verse three, uh, chapter 3, verse 19, and in that it, 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 it introduces him as one of the disciples. Think about this. He was one of the 12. He saw the feeding of the 5,000. He saw Jesus do miracles. He, he witnessed miracle after miracle. This man chose in this moment, at the end of his life, even though he had walked with Jesus, that he walked away. He turned his back on him. How, how could this be? How could that happen? What if he started out fully devoted to Jesus, but then maybe came less interested or, or something happened that caused him to not believe? Peter's denial, if you remember, happened in a moment. Judas, his denial, his betrayal took time. It developed over time. He, it was calculated. He sought them. He was paid. He then looked for a way to betray him. It was a, a long journey where Peter in that moment denies Christ. And the, the, the rooster, you know, as it crows, it, it, it did that all of a sudden. Oh my goodness, what have I done? I did exactly what he said. And in that moment, it was quick. Judas, his betrayal is a little different. History is filled with stories of betrayal. 
Uh, one great uh, betrayal, as we all know, through history, uh, betrayal of leaders, betrayal of Caesar. Uh, there's a movie that depicts uh, uh, betrayals as we've watched them and seen them. I'm, I, I love uh, adventure movies, action movies. I, I love great dramas. I love, I love things that are developed uh, in a movie. And, and as the stories unfold, uh, one of the great ones is found in a movie uh, based on the life of William Wallace. It's titled Braveheart. How many of you have seen the movie Braveheart? And, uh, oh, I got a clap on that one. That's awesome. Um, and, and the story of William Wallace and how, how he's fighting for freedom of Scotland. And, and he goes to Robert the Bruce, and he's one of the up-and-coming leaders that could be crowned king and, and has a line to the throne there. But, but they have to get rid of England, and, and, and here they are in the battle, and they're going to battle. And it's the Battle of Falkirk, and at this battle, uh, William Wallace thinks that Robert the Bruce is on his side. And secretly, Robert the Bruce and his armies join England to crush uh, William Wallace. He barely escapes with his life. It was a betrayal that, that cut deep to his heart. And if you've ever experienced betrayal, if you've ever experienced someone that you, you loved, you believed in, and they, 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 they stabbed you in the back and they did something, can you imagine what Jesus felt when one of his own, one of the twelve, was there? He, he walked with them. They ate together. They, did, they saw God do miracles and all of these things. And Judas decides to turn on him. The struggle begins in the first passage that I read. Judas sees this woman give this expensive perfume and break it over Jesus. And, you know, he's, he's the treasurer. He's watching the funds. Why, weren't the, why wasn't this sold? This should have been put in the funds because that's my little piggy bank. I, I have access to that. And you see the Bible clearly depicts Judas as to what he is struggling with here. He condemns this woman for wasting this perfume and yet, we find Judas, the one thing that he found love with there in this moment, the love of those finances and the money that he was watching over later, he betrayed Jesus for 30 shekels of silver. We can speculate about Judas. We can speculate about his motives. Listen, listen, if we really dive in into the motives that maybe he had, he, he maybe was upset because maybe the, the, the Pharisees of the day and the rulers who came to him, maybe they played on his conscience. Who does he think that he is claiming to be God? Who does he think he is in, in that maybe they played off of his theological commitments for a, a good Jewish disciple to turn on their teacher? There must have been a, a reason, and maybe that reason was because he claimed to be God. And, and maybe this was being viewed in that moment as a good thing, that he was doing a good service because this claim was so outrageous. However, to betray someone for money, to betray someone for a price, shows that this act was premeditated. Judas was greedy and obviously he had something against Jesus. Maybe he was angry that he wasn't following the, the Torah. Maybe he was, was angry because they thought the Messiah was going to overthrow Rome. And he, he relayed to them that that's not why I've come. And maybe now he's upset. I don't know. It's hard to, to understand what the motive might have been. Was Judas fearful, angry, 
I don't know. We may never know. We will never know. But Judas' betrayal shows us this, that even the closest followers of Jesus, even them, they, they need, we need to guard our hearts. I want you to see this. We must stay alert. Church, we must stay alert and avoid letting our hearts grow cold to Jesus so that we don't betray him for our own desires. Now, I said this earlier, but we like it when the villain gets what they deserve, don't we? We love to say, be able to say, serves you right. Come on, how many of you have loved to say that? You got what you deserved. I saw this coming a mile away. Or, once they're in pain, don't come crying to me. You made your own bed. We, we love to see them get what they deserve. We know Judas Iscariot, he is the iconic backstabber. He, 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 he is known for that. He stabbed him in the back, pseudo-disciple, all of those taglines that people may throw on Judas. The biggest mistake that he made was this. And I love how Jesus still, knowing what's in his heart to do, how Jesus responds to Judas. Jesus responds with love. Jesus responds cordially. In fact, Jesus doesn't come back with vengeance. Jesus follows through the plan that his father has for him. I want to take a look at John chapter 13. Uh, if you have it, I'm going to read it for you. John chapter 13, beginning in verse 18 through 21, he says this. He says, I am not speaking of all of you. I know who I know whom I have chosen, but the scripture will be fulfilled. He who ate my bread has lifted his heel against me. Jesus is talking about someone close to him who even ate the bread from his table is now going to raise their heel against him. I am telling you this now before it takes place. Ooh. Wow. I'm telling you this now even before it takes place that you I'm telling you this that when it does take place you may believe that I am he. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever receives the one I send receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. Moving over to chapter 18, final take a look at this verse. I want to read from chapter 18, verse 1 through 3. He says, when Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples across the brook Kidron, where there was a garden, which he and his disciples entered. Now Judas, who betrayed him, also knew. He knew the place, for Jesus often met there with his disciples. So Judas, having secured, procured a band of soldiers and some officers from the chief priests and the Pharisees, he went there with lanterns and torches and weapons. He plotted it out. He knew where Jesus would be, and here he shows up with this little army, and Judas betrays Jesus. Listen to this. Judas Iscariot, 
betrayed Jesus, probably after a series of poor choices revealing that he was unconvinced of Jesus' deity. He was unconvinced of Jesus' deity. He betrayed Jesus. After this series of events that took place, and now he's revealing that he's unconvinced of his deity. Why else would he do that? Think about this. If Judas knew that he was God, if he thought that he was God, if he really believed that he was Jesus, that he was omniscient, omnipresent, all those things. Obviously, he's in the form of man, so in that moment, the Son of Man is here on earth. But he's omniscient, knows all things. If he is God and the Son of God, then he knows these things. If, if, if he knows these things, why in the world would I steal from the one who knows everything, unless I don't believe that he is God. Somehow in that moment, Judas comes to the point where he realizes, I, I love God, I'm following, I'm learning, I'm doing this, I'm watching this, my love of, of money, I'm the watching over, I'm the treasurer, all of these things. You see kind of the root that's kind of in his heart. All of a sudden now he betrays Jesus for 30 coins of silver, and here we see this thing. It's the saddest thing about betrayal is that it usually never comes from your enemies. It comes from those that you love. Judas' biggest problem wasn't that he was a thief. His biggest problem wasn't that he was a liar. It wasn't even that he was a bad friend. His biggest problem was that he didn't believe that Jesus was the Son of God. Because when we have a deep knowing our God and who he is and that he is the Son of God, there's something that happens in our lives. There's something that happens in our hearts. We, we, we too many times, I think, in, in, as we go through life, maybe we can take the posture of, of, of Judas. And, and maybe there's those things that we do, and, and maybe we don't really believe that Jesus sees them or he knows them, or, or maybe somehow we can just kind of get by on who we are. If he was who he said he was, why would he do the things that he did? The first thing we learn from Judas in how to be a better follower. Are you ready to learn how to be a better follower today? You want to know how to be a better follower of Jesus? I, I think that we can pull a couple things from Judas here. Here's the first thing. First thing we learn from Judas in being a better follower of Christ, your vice can lead to your downfall. That thing you hold dear, that thing you hold that might be hidden to everybody else, that vice in your life can lead to your downfall. I want to be a better follower of Christ. I want to open my heart. I want to open my life. I want to be more like him. Lord, search me. The Bible tells us to pray that. Lord, search my heart. God, give me a pure heart, a, a clean heart. Lord, may that be my prayer today that we would understand that there's a mystery in this salvation that we see here. How could Judas have followed Jesus so closely for three years and still walk away? And still, even bigger than that, not believe. But he didn't. I fear that in the same way, there are many in churches today who know all the works and all the stories about Jesus. They hang around the crowds of believers and they're even in the right place at the right time to look like believers. But that doesn't mean that they belong to Jesus. 
The Bible says that we must personally believe. Do you believe? Do you know Jesus? Is he a part of your life? Not just in your life, around your life. Are you in him? Is he in you? Do you believe in him? Let's not allow our vices of the things of this world to creep into our lives in any way. Let's today, in this year of 2021, with all that is happening in the world, may we as the word says, may we be found in him. In him. May we be found in you, Jesus. Search our hearts. The Bible says in John 6, verse 70 and 71, you cannot serve two masters, which means you're either with Jesus or not. There is no middle ground. Jesus was betrayed by many, not just Judas. And I want you to know this. I know you all raised your hand earlier if you've been betrayed. Probably you go through life and, and there's moments where you feel betrayed. You feel like, hey, this, this just didn't go down the way I wanted it to. Man, they, they really messed me up. I can't believe they would do that to me. Can I just share something for you? This is, I, I hope that this helps you understand. Listen to this. When someone betrays you, it is a reflection of their character, not yours. When someone betrays you, it is a reflection of their character, not yours. What's the difference between Judas and Peter? Peter had promised never to deny him, and yet he did so three times he denied him. What's the difference between a Judas and a Peter? Here it is right here. Peter repented, sincerely came back to the Lord and followed him. I want you to know that it is never too late. No matter what we have done, no matter where we find ourselves today, if you're watching online today, I want you to hear this and I want you to know no matter where you are, it's never too late to give your heart and your life to Jesus. Here he is. Peter repented he denied Christ. He denied him and he, not just once, not just twice, but three times, and he repented. Then he came back, and man, what an incredible story. Judas' story isn't so wonderful because he didn't repent. He took some matters into his own hand. I want you to know it's never too late for you to come back. It's never too late to walk with Christ the second thing we learn from Judas, don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on yourself. Jesus shows us some incredible keys here by trusting in his heavenly father. Even though someone betrayed him, his trust was in his father. According to our text in John 13, God knew and the prophets even proclaimed what was going to take place. In verse 27, it says that Satan entered Judas, and Judas consented in Luke 22, 6. Yet Jesus volunteered still to lay his life down according to his father's plan. We can maybe drive ourselves crazy at times when we are wronged, when someone wrongs us. We can drive ourselves crazy and we mull it over, we contemplate it, we live in it. I want you to know 
that there's a great lesson for all of us. No matter what takes place in our lives, no matter what happens, we know that God allows the lives of his children. Always these things happen through a filter of God's perfect love and God's perfect plan for your life. Listen to this, a great lesson for all of us. Even the people who betray you are part of the plan. Even the people who hurt you are a part of the plan. Listen to this verse in Romans 8, 28. And he promises to use everything. Come on, everyone in the room, say everything. He didn't say some things. He didn't say all the good things. He said everything. He promises to use everything for his glory and for our becoming more like Jesus, do you want to be more like Jesus today? Let's allow him to use even the good and the bad, the difficulties, the hurts, the pains, all of those things we, we learn from Judas here in this moment. He promises to use everything. I'm going to invite the worship team to come forward if you would and just prepare yourselves. Just If you would, just begin to play softly. The band, uh, I'm sorry, I said worship team, the band uh, as you come here this morning. I want you to hear this. Judas obviously had remorse for what he had done. Maybe you've done something. Maybe you've had something take place, and, and not just take place to you, maybe you've done something and you felt remorse for doing it. Come on, how many of you have ever been caught with your hand in the cookie jar? Right? Shouldn't be doing it? I, oh! And you know we're so good at denying our wrongdoing, aren't we? Come on, let's be, you know what I'm saying? It's like, were you reaching for that cookie? No, your hand is still in the jar, dude. I don't know what you saw, but that wasn't me. Right? It's, you saw it wrong, it's not my fault. I didn't do it. We, we, we are so good at justifying and, and all of those things. I, I see that Judas here in this moment had remorse, discomfort with the choice that he made to betray Jesus. And he chose to deal with this pain and hopelessness by taking his own life. He takes his own life. I want to challenge you with this lesson from Judas. Number three, don't let your guard down. The blood of Jesus paid for all sin, including Judas, but he didn't receive the free gift that he had called grace because of his unbelief. What hopelessness we must feel when we don't understand or know, or maybe we feel like forgiveness isn't even a, a possibility for us, but thank God for the cross and the life that Jesus laid down for you and I. Because of that, we have hope today. You have hope in Jesus Christ. Thank him. Number four, always consider the consequences before you act. Before you act, Judas 
acted harshly. He experienced remorse. He experienced pain. And in that moment of pain, he chose to do something. And he took his own life. I, I can't imagine what was going through this forgiveness. The weight, the pain was so deep in him that he took his own life. And his blood was spilt in a field. And boy, what a, what a powerful story that is of a terrible, tragic end. You know, we hope that villains get theirs in the end. We watch a movie and we sure hope they get them. And I want you to know that Judas' life ended tragically. And I want you to know that the Lord had hope and forgiveness for Judas. He had hope and forgiveness and a plan of restoration, but he took matters into his own hand. He walked away. He chose to leave for good. I want you to know it's never too late. It's never too late. Don't walk away from Jesus. See, you don't understand what I've done. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know the things that I, listen, I don't, but Jesus does, and he paid a price on Calvary for you. And, and I, I don't know, I just feel led to say this, and I, I don't know who all's in the room or who all's watching. Listen, Judas made a difficult decision, and he took his own life. Maybe you've come to the end of your ropes. Maybe you've come to the end of your wits, and you don't know which way to turn. I want you to know that one of the greatest ways to overcome this feeling is by being connected with others. And here at Saginaw First, we want you to feel connected to each other and to God. And I want you to know that if you've ever contemplated that, listen, I, I want you to know there is hope for you, that there is life for you. Jesus Christ has a place for you. I see so many heads shaking. Come on, do you believe that today? He has hope for us. And in this moment, we learn from Judas to consider the consequences before we betray someone else. Before we even act in retaliation for what someone might have done to us. Consider what you do. We, we need to learn that. I want to be a better follower of Jesus, and Jesus didn't call me to get revenge. He didn't call me to get vengeance. Come on, how many of you know vengeance is his, saith the Lord? That frees us up. I don't have to do it. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to go after that person. Boy, but they, what they did to me in business or this business deal, and man, they, they really shorted me or they did this. Listen, man, give it to God. Let go. Whatever it is, give it to the Lord. If you've been hurt in a relationship, give it to God. Let go. Give forgiveness and watch what God will do. He'll set you free. Isn't it great to be set free? to not carry the burden of life, the hurts of others, the pains that, that we have. If we go through life holding on to all of that pain, all of that anger, all of that bitterness, bitterness is a pill. We take, it's poison. We take it and hope someone else dies. But we're the ones ingesting the poison. Bitterness, greed, Whatever those things are that we find in our life, the vices that we have, those things that we hold on to, let them go. Give them to Jesus. Let him pick you up. Let him walk with you. Invite him to be a part of your story. Listen to this. Your heart is ultimately shaped by where you lay your treasures. Where the treasure of your soul or your heart is. Listen. Where is it? Where is the treasure of your heart right now? What is it 
that you value above God. What is it? Matthew 6, 19 through 21 tells us that wherever we put our treasure, the treasure is those things that we value. It doesn't even have to be financial. It can be anything. Whatever you value above God, those things. Lord, today I pray that you would speak to our hearts to not have anything in our lives that we hold higher than you. We want to lift your name. We want to lift you high. We're not called to get vengeance or receive vengeance or hope vengeance or even pray vengeance. Come on. Y'all been there, right? Get him, God. He said, I'm trying to get you. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, this might be happening because I'm trying to get you. All things, everything works for his purpose to make us more like him. Might be good, might be bad, might be hard, might be difficult. It might not be fair, it might not even be right. But our God, do we believe that He is able to walk us through the fires of this life that a people of God would raise up in 2021? This year, the year of our Lord, 2021, that we would be the people of God and shine the light of this gospel to every single person that we come in contact with. Love. Hope in a world full of hopelessness, in a world full of disarray, he has a plan. Are you ready to accept his plan for your life today? I want to invite you today in this moment all across this room. Would you just stand to your feet right where you're at? Come on, would you just stand and let's just call upon the name of the Lord together. Come on, how many of you learned a little bit from Judas today? He, he has a, a, what a, what a, what a story and, and something for us to grab a hold of and, and maybe run with today. Here's what I want you to do in this moment. We're going to pray. And in a moment, I want to pray for each and every one of you. I especially want to pray for those who maybe in this moment, the Lord's calling you back to him. How many of you know? That's the greatest miracle that can ever take place is when a heart is turned back or comes to Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. I want to invite you today to search your heart. We've learned from Judas. We've we dove into this, this story a little bit and, and understood some of the things that happened to him and some of the things he did. And as those things lodge in our hearts, I pray today that we will go from this place better because that word, that story, that his word is deposited in our hearts. And I pray that that seed just begins to grow in us and we will become more like Jesus. I want to be a better follower today. If you're in this room and you want to be a better follower. You want to apply this word and say, God, make me more like you. If that's you here today, come on, would you just lift your hands all across this room? Would you just begin to cry out to the name of the Lord? Would you just begin to ask him right now? Come on, just ask him, Lord, speak to me. God, make my heart aware. Lord, make my heart aware. Speak to me, Lord. 
speak to me. Jesus. 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 Speak to us, oh God. Make us more like you. our hearts right now. Come on, let's lift our hands. Let's just call out on the name of the Lord. Come on, let's let this moment not pass us by. Come on, let's call out and say, come on, whatever it is that you have need of, whatever it is that he spoke to your heart in your life during this message, come on, whatever that is, receive it in the name of Jesus today. God, we praise you. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we declare it. Lord, may these lessons from Judas be ever present in our lives that we would be better followers of you. In Jesus' name we pray. And Father, for those in this room who maybe have a heart's desire to come back to you, God, you're calling them out. Maybe you're watching online and and the Lord is speaking to your heart. I encourage you to lay your life down. Invite Jesus into your heart and into your life. And in this moment, I want you to know that the word promises that he will come and he will meet you and he will walk with you and he will love you and he will encourage you and he will be your hope today. How many of you in this room believe it? How many of you have found hope and salvation in Jesus? He is here and he is for you and he has great things for you. He has great things for you and I as we strive to follow him. I pray that this message really lodges in our hearts today. I pray that as we go from this place, that you would find hope, that you would find joy in your salvation. Aren't you glad that you know Jesus Christ as your personal savior? It is so awesome to know him. Come on, he is so good. Listen, if you ask Jesus into your heart, or you would desire, you say, man, I really do. I, I need some help on my journey. We are, we are here for you. All you have to do, on, online, you're gonna see a, a little way to connect with us. You can let us know what the Lord's done in your life. If you're here in person, you can find a connect card in the back of your pew, and we would love for you to fill that out. We would love to, to walk with you. If you have come to know Jesus Christ, we wanna help you take your next steps with him. We would love for you to experience the goodness and the awesomeness of our God because he is good and he is awesome and he goes with us and we know that. Do you believe that today? Awesome. Awesome. God is good. Church, I pray that you have an amazing week. I pray that you go in the power and the anointing of the Lord. I pray that you go and as we leave here, we follow Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Have an awesome week today. Be blessed. Have a great week in the Lord.
Thank you.